This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sallerson filling in for Sean Kelly as Pelicans got in late last night from Boston after falling to the Celtics 104 to 97. Also have a special co-host with me, Bree, from the Pelicans dance team joins me. Hello, Bree. Hey. How are you? Doing good. How about you? I'm good. We're almost done here. Four games to go. Can you believe it? It's a really bittersweet day for me today. It's our last practice tonight. Wow. And then we have three games coming up back to back to back. Um, Friday, Saturday, and then Monday. So. so you all have to cram in three games worth of practice into basically one or two, correct? Yep. We're performing five dances over the course of the last three games. And the last game, everybody dances. Okay. So if you want to see all of your favorite dancers together like we did for PDT night and opening night, then we also all dance at the last game. So that'll be fun on Monday against Chicago. I don't know how y'all remember all those dances. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast, yet alone five dance routines in three days. And y'all have interactions with fans and stuff like that. Just, yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. I mean, luckily, we have muscle memory, so it mm-hmm. kind of takes over and you kind of just get it. I don't know. I can't explain it other than that. Also, the physical <laughs> aspects of that, too, because, you know, I sit in the chair all day for eight hours and sometimes I'm tired after work, but mm-hmm. the, the fact that you guys are going to have to do three games in four days, I mean, yeah. the recovery time, that's got to be, okay, Friday night you dance and then, oh, we got another one on Saturday. You only have Sunday to recover. That's got to be tough right. on your bodies. Yeah, I mean, it is a little tough, but I think we have been working out throughout the whole season. So we have awesome personal trainers over at Premier Fitness and they keep us in shape. So hopefully we won't be too sore um, for by the time Monday comes around. All right. should be fun. Uh, we'll have Breen here the whole time here as we have a good show for you. We're going to talk a little golf on this Thursday. The Masters begin this morning in Augusta, Georgia. The, I guess, probably the biggest major of all the tournaments. We'll have Steve Worthy, CEO of the Four Kids Foundation and the producer of the Zurich Classic. He'll kind of talk about their, um, I guess, announcement of some players that will be playing in the tournament. We'll also get his Masters prediction. Are you a golf fan, Bree? you like golf? Do you play um, golf? I tried playing golf. I went out and tried to hit a couple balls yeah. once, and it was um, a little comical. But I have I've been to the Zurich Classic, okay. and um, I've watched the Masters on TV. Okay, so you gonna yeah. watch it then this? I guess we might not have time to watch it this weekend. Well, yeah, maybe maybe if there's any time during the day, maybe Sunday, know. maybe Sunday on your off day, you can recover <laughs> and watch the Masters. There we go. We'll talk a little golf with Steve Worthy. We'll also talk with Deuce McAllister, former Saints running back, as the draft is approaching and free agency. Uh, I guess not say over, but it's basically a lot of the guys have been signed. We'll talk to him about that. Um, get some questions for him heading into the NFL draft, and of course. Got to talk some Pelicans. Unfortunately, we're talking about a loss on this Thursday. The Pelicans followed the Celtics last night, 104-97. to They dropped to 29-49, and but the Celtics are really good, 46-32. and Isaiah Thomas with 32 points. Tony Douglas, 19, led the way for New Orleans. You can catch all the recap on pelicans.com here from head coach Alvin Gentry. Also, people got a little nervous. Tim Frazier hurt his ankle last night in the fourth quarter, and I was thinking, 
not again. We just right. had so many injuries. It's been unbelievable. I know. It's been tough. But the good thing, uh, I mean, not the good thing. I'm trying to see the bright side of things. Yeah. But some of our players are getting a little more play time. You know, yeah. Luke Babbitt's off the bench doing big things, you know. So it gives other players an opportunity to show what they got and prove their worth to the team. Yeah, guys are uh, stepping up. You had Tony Douglas lead the way, as I mentioned. James Ennis with 13 points. Frazier, before he got hurt, 18 points. So you have guys stepping up and... Frazier said he is going to be okay for Friday's game. He kind of just kind of tweaked the ankle a little bit. So glad to see that he's not seriously injured. We don't need another guy going down. Yeah, just wrap it up. You'll be good. Everyone needs to be in bubble wrap, <laughs> I feel like. Even the dancers for these last few games, we don't want anyone getting hurt. I mean, I'm willing to step in if I need to. I can come on in and suit up and go play. You all have jerseys ready just in case? Oh, yeah. Okay. It might be cut up and rhinestone. But <laughs> <laughs> You'll have the most bejeweled jersey in the NBA. Yeah, it'll be a good defensive tackle or <laughs> defensive <laughs> tactic to blind people with my rhinestones. What number would you wear if you got to play in the NBA? If you um, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I, I really like number 19. Okay. I don't think anyone has 19 on our team. You could be safe there. <laughs> well, there we go. All right. Good deal. All right. So coming up on the show, we'll talk to Deuce McAllister and Steve Worthy, and then we'll wrap things up, get you ready for games on Friday and Saturday. Pelicans are almost done with this four games and five-night stretch and four games to go, three of them coming in the next four nights. So busy, busy times here at the uh, campus of the Saints and the Pelicans and also at the Smoothie King Center. All right, we'll start with football next. We'll hear from Deuce McAllister. Stay with us on the Black and Blue Report. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, April 9th against the Phoenix Suns. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Summer is coming and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keeps. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, the deuce is loose today on the Black and Blue Report. Deuce McAllister, former Saints running back, joins us right now. Talking a little NFL free agency and the upcoming NFL draft. Deuce, we're just around, right around the corner. How are you today, sir? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? We're doing good. We're doing good. Deuce, let's start with the Saints free agent signings. Um, you've heard some of them. Kobe Fleener, tight end. James Laurinaitis on the defensive side. Um, what did you think so far of the Saints free agent signings? Well, you have to be pleased. You know, anytime that you can keep some of your guys as well, some guys that have come up through your program, 
uh, you're happy to see them, quote-unquote, be rewarded uh, just for their hard work. And then uh, the dedication and to continue to progress. But then when you're able to go outside of the organization and pick up some of the guys that you've named, uh, Fleener and Laurinaitis and, you know, Nick Farley and uh, just what they bring, uh, not only the experience but the uh, the talent, I think is definitely going to help this uh, squad to be able to get back into the playoffs. Do you agree with the Saints focusing primarily on defense during free agency? Well, you knew that was a point of uh, interest or at least a point of um, something that they had to address. You know, and I, I think when you say that and look at it, it's just because of where they rank, who they let go, and then just trying to improve that unit. So with the focus being there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. So with the draft coming up, we have the 12th pick in the draft. Are there any positions that you think that the Saints need to address um, seeing what they've acquired during free agency? I think free agency just gives you the opportunity um, to have a little more freedom as far as the draft is concerned um, because one of the things that you don't want to go to any draft is, is pressing. And when I say that, I mean it as far as having to pick a certain position. You know, you want to have the liberty to be able to pick the best player available and not uh, have to press and say, well, you know, we, we have to get this guy or we have to get that guy. And, you know, if that guy is not there, then you have to think, uh, what do we do now? So I think they've made enough moves to at least put them in a position to, to be able to pick the best available player. But at the same time, you know, I know there are probably three guys that rank high up on their list um, to be uh, valid candidates for that 12th pick. Okay. Um, so you were actually picked in the first round of the draft as well. Do you have any advice to give to our incoming draft picks? Take it all in. I mean, it goes it goes really fast. Um, it's a lot of stress just because, like, right now most of the guys are um, – they've had their pro day workout. They're going to different teams. Some, some teams will work guys out. A lot of them will just uh, visit with them, see the personnel, uh, people that they – You'll see some of the people that you didn't see at the combine. Um, you'll get to go out in, in, in some of those cities. Uh, take 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 it all in. I mean, because it's a it's a one once in a lifetime experience. But um, once you are drafted, or even if you're not drafted, it's a time to learn as much as you can, and then go earn yourself a job. I mean, because um, once you're on a team, nobody cares what you did in college. You know. Uh, it's it's about helping your new team be, be, become a better squad, and you know if guys are willing to listen and learn, um, I think that'll help their career advance a lot quicker. If they're more well, I was the number one overall pick, or I did this, that, and the uh, the other in college. Well, you know your vets are gonna say so did I. You know I I did that as well, but I can't hang my hat on it. You know I'm here to work and make this current team better. That's good advice there, Deuce. Um, rumor has it you are announcing a pick for the Saints in Chicago on draft night. Is that true? And if so, how cool would it be to represent the Saints at the NFL draft? Man, I don't know who, who started that rumor, but uh, <laughs> it is one that I could probably go ahead and confirm for you. And, uh, you know, just, just – I'm going to take my own advice um, as far as being able to be able to go up and announce that pick for the Saints and just being a part of it. Uh, I had an opportunity a long time ago when I was being drafted – to be able to go to New York and uh, experience it, I did not take it. And, and, and some of it I, I look back in regret, but at the same time I knew that um, the, the friends and family that I wanted to be a part of it 
would not have gotten to go to New York. You know, only a small amount of them would have. So to be able to have that experience with them to uh, celebrate, you know, my, my picking, uh, being picked by the Saints with friends and family was definitely special uh, with myself. So to be able to go and be a part of the draft now, I'm definitely going to take it all in and uh, enjoy that experience. Deuce, I think you are starting to see, though, a lot more players do the same thing that you did is because not all their family gets to join them, that they do stay home. Do you see that as a, a bigger trend now, that guys are staying home to be with their family instead of going to, I guess, this year's Chicago? You, you, you look at it in a lot of different ways. Um, a lot of times you want some of that stress relieved. Uh, the NFL and the uh, ESPN have, have, have done a better job um, of not leaving a guy, quote-unquote, just in the green room. Um, because if you don't get a guarantee from a team, um, 15 minutes or 10 minutes is a long time to, to, to be able to have to sit through a pick, you know, and if you're going to be pick number 25 or 30, that's a long time, you know, and so yeah, it's a lot of anxiety and you don't want a player to have to just sit, the cameras are there, um, looking, waiting, how's he doing, um, that's a lot of stress. And so for me, I didn't want to be put in that situation. You know, I couldn't get a, a guarantee from a team picking in the top ten. Um, so for me, the best situation was, hey, look, we'll we'll enjoy it with friends and family at home, and when it when it happens, it's going to happen. And I think a lot more guys are, are are taking that approach. But you know, you're always going to have your some of your top five, ten guys. Uh, they're always going to go in and get that experience because they know that they're going to be one of the uh, they're going to hear their names called fairly quickly. So how nervous were you on draft night since you were at home? Were you pacing uh, around your house, or were you calm, cool, and collective sitting on the couch there? No, I, I think draft night I was fine. It was actually draft day. Um, you know, you wake up really, really early, and, uh, you know, you just wonder. You don't know. It, it, it's the fact of the unknown, and, you know, if you are that number one pick, then obviously you, you, you feel a lot better about it, you know, the situation. But um, when you aren't that first pick or that second pick, then – you know, the unknown comes into the place, so a lot of anxiety uh, is going to be involved, and you just try to take it, you know, uh, as best as possible. You, you you make sure that that phone is charged up because that head coach <laughs> and that GM are definitely going to be reaching out and calling. No doubt about that. You don't want to have a dead phone when someone's trying to call you on draft night, that's for sure. Um, Deuce, one more draft question for you. Running backs are not as highly ranked as before, at least this year, as far as ESPN's top 32, just as Ezekiel Elliott is the only running back in there. Do you see a, a change in the position since you were in the league as far as the type of running back teams are looking for? Man, isn't that a shame? They just don't value the running back anymore. I tell you, that, that, that's just that's that, that's terrible. I mean, but the league has become a passing league, and uh, uh, it, it it's tough because the position beats you up. You know, uh, there's a lot of licks involved, and a lot of teams have went to running back by committees, being able to have a guy that's a third down guy, being able to have a guy that's a quote unquote first and second down guy, and a lot of teams have not been able to find that quote unquote complete back, a guy that can be a, a three down back, a guy that can pick up the blitz. He's a first down guy where he can get you the tough yardage. It's, uh, it's very rare, you know. Um, you, you want to see the league progress back to that. I don't know when that will happen, but hopefully it does. Uh, you know, looking at Elliott, what he was able to do at Ohio State is obviously impressive. And, um, you know, I think he gives a team um, those three-down elements. And, and so there's some other backs and teams feel that um, they can get them a little cheaper as far as not, not having to commit to them in the first round or even uh, early second. You know, you start to see a lot of those guys fly off and, 
um, you've had a lot of late rounders that have went out and produced as well. So hopefully that trend changes. But, uh, you know, I think Ezekiel Elliott will be a guy that will have his name called uh, pretty early in this NFL draft. So, Deuce, I want to change the subject a little bit and talk about the rule changes that have been made this upcoming season, including eliminating the chop block and also the fact that two personal fouls gets you ejected from the game. What are your take? What's your take on that? Chop block is probably one that needed to be um, eliminated. You know, just when you look at the safety of the of the players and uh, where the league is going as far as safety is concerned, that's always been a dangerous. That's always been a dangerous move or play um, when it happens. You know, the uh, the it'll be interesting to see some of the teams that specialize in that zone running or that zone run game how they adjust. You know, their system, their scheme. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that 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 unfolds. Uh, as far as the personal foul goes, you know, it's always a discretionary call. And so that's really where the the thought, the comment worries you because um, this ref may have thought that it was one that was unnecessary, you know, but that may not have been the case. So anytime that, that's up for debate, it makes it tough. Um, but obviously I understand what they want to do as far as cleaning up the game and um, making sure that it's done and played the right way. So I understand that part, but – you know, with it being a, a discretionary call, that makes it, you know, a little iffy and tough for myself. Mm-hmm. Is there a rule that they haven't changed that you think they should take a look at? Um, you know, the defenseless the, the defenseless receiver, that's always a tough one as well. Um, you know, it's all about the safety of the game, and I understand it. But um, to be able to reverse that call, is one that I think that uh, they should have the ability to do, whether it comes from uh, a guy being up in the booth or whether it comes from New York. You know, uh, I'm open to both ways, but I think sometimes it makes it really, really tough for a defender um, to be able to have the big contact hit and not, you know, the intent not to be to hurt or injure anyone, but just to be able to make a physical play. You know, and so uh, that's, that's a tough, tough call because obviously the guys are bigger, faster, they're moving at a high speed, and for a, a, a play to happen, bang, bang, like that, um, it just puts that ref in a, in, a, in a difficult situation. Yeah, no doubt about that, Deuce. All right, before I let you go, the Masters is on today. I don't know if you're a big golfer or not or a big golf fan, but do you pay attention to the sport? What do you think about the Masters this week? I'm I'm, I'm more of a Saturday, Saturday-Sunday guy. Okay. So uh, <laughs> That's okay. I, 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 do, I, I do follow it, not, not, not closely. Uh, my, myself and golf, we don't get along because <laughs> if you don't play a lot, um, you're not going to be very good at it. So I'm not going to let that game frustrate me <laughs> to the point of um, it has some of my friends and some other guys I know. So I follow it a little, but not, not to that point until it's uh, Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, it's really in, in, in contention time. Fair enough. Speaking of following, I have a little fun question for you. You've been with the Saints your entire career, so I'm sure you've gained a pretty good fan base. Is there any way that we can follow you? Are you on Snapchat, Instagram, um, Twitter, anything like that? I am not a social media, quote-unquote, B with the uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I'm only on one thing. They only talk me into getting into uh, one social media network, and that is uh, Twitter, and it's just P. McAllister26. Um, I, I love to interact with the fans, but it's always something new 
as far as with the social media platform unfolding and happening. And I just hadn't been able to keep up with, with, with all the new um, platforms that, that are out there. Yeah, there's a lot for sure. <laughs> there. Deuce, also, though, I saw the other week, though, you are tweeting about the Pelicans. You've been keeping up with them a little bit? I keep up. I'm, 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 I'm a huge basketball fan. You know, I love, love the Pelicans. You know, they've just been hit so bad with injuries, and you, and you feel so bad for them because there was so much expectation for them to, to, to be able to get back in the playoffs. You know, uh, this team has the uh, the talent, too, but they've just been, been, been hammered by injuries. And so to see some of the young guys get those opportunities uh, that uh, they've gotten over the last five, six, seven games uh, has been impressive. You know, uh, hopefully I can catch the, the, the Friday night as well as Saturday night's game, uh, you know, and just be able to cheer on our Pelicans. I mean, tomorrow night is Kobe Bryant. Do you have any favorite Kobe Bryant memories since you're a big basketball fan? Man, I, I grew up grew up a Lakers fan. Grew up always pulling for the Lakers. So, I mean, just to see him be able to develop and, you know, uh, I think it was, what, hitting uh, 81 yeah. against uh, Toronto. And, um, you know, I think that was one of the most memorable. But, you know, just going back and see how much he's um, he's developed his game behind Michael Jordan and some of the things that Mike was able to do. And, you know, just to see how Kobe was able to develop some of those same characteristics, uh, definitely have been impressive. And then to be able to play, I think it's what, right at 19, 19 years yeah. uh, in, in the NBA. Um, man, that's, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. An impressive feat. So if you're going to go to the game tomorrow, you're not allowed to root for the Lakers though. Fair enough. Nah, not, not, <laughs> not, I won't root for the Lakers. You know, you, you, you'll you be you'll be torn, but, you know, definitely torn for the home team. All right, sounds good. That's Deuce McAllister, former Saints running back. And, of course, look out for him on draft night. And, of course, we'll hear from him uh, throughout the season. Deuce, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Deuce. No problem. Thank you. All You're right. Welcome. We'll talk some golf next with Steve Worthy from the Zurich Classic. Stay with us on the Black and Blue Report. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action, but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. Time to talk some golf on this Masters Thursday. It's also a great time to talk about the Zurich Classic that is right around the corner at TPC Louisiana. Joining me now to talk about both is Steve Worthy, CEO of the Four Kids Foundation and producer of the Zurich Classic. Steve, thanks for coming on with us today. 
Uh, thanks for having me, Daniel. No problem. Let's start with your tournament coming up later this month. You guys have announced some great commitments to your field recently, adding Brendan Grace, Paul Casey, Byung Hun on to go along with guys like Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, and Justin Rose, who's the defending champ. What do you think about your field so far, Steve? It's coming together well. Uh, you know, we've still got a lot of names coming in. Uh, you know, this year with the, the schedule being adjusted some, the Olympics is being fit into the summer, guys are later to commit uh, than, they, than they have been in previous years. Uh, we've got a lot of guys who've told me they're coming to play, and we're looking forward to getting them uh, officially committed so we can announce them. But uh, feel feel very good about the field, and uh, things are shaping up well. To get the number one golfer in Jason Day has to say a lot about your tournament. What is it about the Zurich Classic that attracts the top golfers in the world? Well, you know, uh, when you take the majors and world golf championships out, uh, our $7 million purse, uh, obviously we're on the very high end of the non-majors and world golf championships. That helps. Uh, the city is a huge draw. Uh, you know, the guys want to come in and enjoy the restaurants and the fun. Uh, you know, we, we do everything we can to give them the best experience possible. It's very competitive, uh, you know, working against other tournaments. And so we try to make sure we do our best there. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a variety of things, but, but uh, we, we try to stay visible and, and make sure we're talking to the players and agents and always want to have the best feel we can here. It's also cool to see guys from all around the world come to this tournament. You have Grace, who's from... South Africa, Casey from England, Hoon An from South Korea, and Jason Day from Australia. Does it kind of fit the culture of New Orleans as it's known as being one big melting pot? Can you consider the Zurich Classic one big melting pot as well? Very much. I mean, we sell it with Zurich as a great sponsor, as an international company. We feel like New Orleans is a very international city. I mean, we can, Zurich knows they can entertain their guests in a way in New Orleans that can't be done in other places in the United States or even the world. Uh, and I think the players see that. I mean, we, we have a lot of focus on international players each year. And so, you know, the city plays into it, like you said. Uh, the international guys feel at home here. They know they're going to have a good time. Uh, and, you know, a lot of those guys who don't even play the PGA Tour, some, some who do play the Tour regularly, some who don't, love coming to the city. And, and we tend to have a lot of those guys every year. As I mentioned, you're the Four Kids Foundation CEO, which helps raise money for children's service organizations. What does the foundation put on during the golf tournament, or how can fans get involved with something from the Four Kids Foundation? Well, our mission is to raise money for children's charities, uh, and we've uh, we, we've got a membership of about 220 uh, local and regional uh, business people who dedicate a lot of time and effort into putting this golf tournament on and, and raising money. Uh, we, we've had a great deal of success. We've, we've been growing, uh, are very happy with where we are. It's a, it's a testament to the work that everyone puts in. Uh, you know, we've distributed over $5 million from the last three tournaments. Um, you know, the Zurich Golf Classic, if you go to our website, uh, you can find opportunities to get involved in other ways. If you want to volunteer at the golf tournament, if you want to help raise money, uh, if you want to buy tickets or, or get involved in, in any of those sorts of ways, uh, our, our website is usually the best place to start, ZurichGolfClassic.com. All right, fantastic. Before I let you go, Steve, we have to talk about the Masters as getting underway. Great start yesterday with the Par 3 contest. Do you have a favorite part of the tournament, whether it's the last day or maybe the start this Thursday morning of, ga of day one? You know, watching on Sunday is always great. Uh, you know, for us, uh, since I've been home, uh, this will be my fifth Zurich Classic. Uh, and it's, it's you know, so close to our tournament that it's hard to really be able to sit down. We're, we're so busy even through the weekends. It's hard to really be able to sit down and watch everything the, the way I used to. Uh, but, you know, as you get into the back nine and, and the, the golf course is so much fun, you can make big numbers, you can make birdies and eagles. Um, you know, this year seems to be more wide open than, than it probably has in a very long time. Uh, there are 
probably 15 guys that, that wouldn't surprise me at all if they were to win. Uh, so, you know, I would, uh, you know, unless someone r- runs away with it, I think uh, you, you could, and the weather holds up, you could have a very uh, interesting and entertaining Sunday watching them come down the stretch. I know you mentioned a lot of guys could have a chance of winning the green jacket. Do you have a prediction for a winner or maybe a couple guys that you think have a strong chance of uh, winning? Um, you know, my pre-tournament pick was Will Eustazen. Uh, he's been playing well, has had success at Augusta. Um, we don't have him locked into our tournament yet, so uh, off off of Louie, I would I would pick uh, I would certainly hope that, that one of the guys who's committed to our tournament right now uh, will, will end up being the winner. That would always be a good thing for us. All right, so lots of guys to look out for that are playing in the Masters. That will be at the Zurich Classic later on this month. That's Steve Worthy, CEO of the Four Kids Foundation and producer of the Zurich Classic. Steve, best of luck leading up to the tournament. Thanks for coming on this morning. I appreciate Daniel. Thank you. All right, we'll wrap things up next on the Black. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up on this Thursday. Big thanks to Steve Worthy and Deuce McAllister for coming on. Two pretty good guests. We learned a lot from Deuce here before the NFL draft. Yeah, we did. I just had to see, I had to do this, but I have to go. Deuce, just one time. Can we say the deuce is loose? <laughs> we need to get a sound effect for that. Yeah. But yeah, good stuff by Deuce. And now let's focus on the Pelicans tonight on our flagship station, 99.5 WRNOs, the Alvin Gentry Show. Two more to go with Sean's most extensive visit with the Pelicans head coach. You can hear it on 99.5 WRNO at 7 o'clock. Also, if you miss it, you can hear it the next day on pelicans.com. So, Bree, three games and four nights, starting with the Lakers tomorrow. And I think... It's a pretty big deal. There's a certain player that's playing his last game in Kobe Bryant. It's going to be weird not seeing him next year. Kobe's last game in New Orleans. I know. It's going to be interesting seeing the Lakers next year without him. But um, I personally am not a huge Kobe fan. Okay. (laughs) Just from my interactions like before the games at court time. Um, But, I mean, I know the city is probably excited to see him play his last game i'm pretty sure the game's sold out yeah um but i think there's still some people are reselling tickets oh yeah um there'll be some laker fans in attendance i know well and it's supposed to be a red out so everybody every my pelicans fans y'all better come wearing all your red don't come in your mardi gras jersey because those are lakers colors make sure you're in pelicans red yes (laughs) wasn't that weird because when we played them mm-hmm. right on Muses night. Right. And we wore our Mardi Gras uniforms so and it matched. It arena. was confusing. I know. It felt like a Lakers game a little bit. It did a little bit. But, but. we have to get even <laughs> with them because we've lost two in a row to them. Yeah. I think 
hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, Kobe is not trying to show out too hard. No, I don't think he has enough left left in the tank, though. Every time <laughs> I see him on the sidelines, he's taped up on his shoulders and his knees and all that. I think he's just ready to go. He's getting old. He's getting old. In basketball <laughs> years. We don't want to say he's getting old. Oh, okay. He's getting Sorry. old in basketball Older. <laughs> but we're young. I don't know why we're trying to be sensitive to the older people. So, yes, Kobe Bryant is old. Um, does that, do these kind of games get you guys as a dance team all fired up and pumped up? Even if some of them are Lakers fans, the mm-hmm. atmosphere and all that, that's got to get your juices flowing a little bit oh, before yeah. the game and during the game when you all are dancing. Definitely. I mean, it, there's nothing like dancing in front of a packed arena um, and just feeling the energy. And I feel like it's bad, but we have Lakers fans coming to the games and they cheer really loud. So then it kind of gets the Pelicans fans yeah. a little more involved because they're like, oh, we're going to cheer for our team too. So they get loud and then it's just this back and forth cheering and yelling instead of just a quiet crickets arena. So it's nice. It, it, you feel the energy from the crowd and it translates into your dance moves. Should be a fun atmosphere tomorrow at the smoothie King center Pelicans and Lakers at seven o'clock. Of course, we'll have more for you on tomorrow's black and blue report. Sean Kelly will be your host. We'll kind of talk about Kobe a little bit and we'll also have some football scheduled to appear on the show Jonathan Vilma will get his take on free agency and plenty more than Saturday against the Phoenix Suns. And then Monday, the final game, mm-hmm. home game. Still have another game after that, but the, the home game, as you said, a little bittersweet, though, the yeah. last one. But it should it's be a sad. fun one against the Bulls. Yeah, it'll be fun. A little emotional? <laughs> a little bit. I think I think this is my final year. I'm going to be retiring just like Kobe. Wow. So we're going to have <laughs> it's the Kobe, Brian, and Bree yeah, night at right. Smoothie King Center. <laughs> there we go. So we'll have a montage for you on Monday. Oh, I can't wait. Your yes. dance attire will be hung from the rafters after the game. <laughs> yep. It'll be Sounds perfect. Let's All do right. it. So if you see Bree on Monday, give her uh, your wishes as a. She's announcing here on the Black and Blue Report, this will be her last game. My official announcement. Although nobody on the team believes that I'm retiring because I've kind of been Well, you tell them to listen to the show then. (laughs) I know. This is proof. We we are recording this right now. official. (laughs) I have audio proof that she said that. Yeah. Seven seasons, though. It's been a good run. Hell of a run. Yeah. That's great. Well, we look forward to seeing you Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Bree, appreciate uh, all your help today, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. All right, I'll do it for today's podcast. Again, tomorrow, Sean will be back. Pelicans and Lakers at the Smoothie King Center. Don't forget about the Alvin Gentry Show tonight on 99.5. All right, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.